I talked to Josh too. Told him to tune in. He's up north. He's at the. Uh, he's at his mansion in Michigan. You know that giant five million square foot lakefront <laughs> property he has yeah, with his brand absolutely. new his schooner he just bought. Yeah, his forty foot Donzi or whatever it is. <laughs> Why do wake boats and like why do boats like that have the dump Pavati? It sounds like a it sounds like a hotel water you don't want to buy because it's going to be too much money. I saw this post the other day. It was like funny dad joke boat names. It was like unsinkable two. <laughs> oh man, the sequel. Yeah. All right, here we go. Sharing clapped out. See, this is cool because everybody that listens to this on itunes like you guys get a little bit of bonus footage here because the people who watch this live aren't hearing the audio that you're hearing right now all right let's tell the people something that we've never told anyone else about ourselves you go first all right Uh i'll go first in in (laughs) first grade i was sitting on a playground play set and there was these long lag bolts that stuck out of them and i went to slide off the edge of it and the lag bolt went straight up my poop chute and i thought i broke my tailbone and uh, I think I crapped a little at the same time. So that's uh, something that happened to me. Wayne Elementary School. Just I have a uh, breaking my tailbone um, story too. Fifth grade. You remember when you're like, remember when jumping off the swing set was really cool? And you're just like pump as hard and high as you could. No, I was fat. So I didn't get to ride the swing set. That sounds really dirty. So we were like really into like doing tricks and stunts off of the swing set. And on the downswing, um, the chain actually let go and I slammed directly into the dirt and I thought I broke my tailbone in fifth grade. Yeah. Tailbone brothers, dude. Pound it out. All right there, buddy. Gotcha. Yeah, I got you. All right, here we go. Setting up your meeting for Facebook. I hate it because like the second thing starts. It says we're broadcasting live. It says setting up our meetings. I like it. I do like the oh by the way, I see your house is still standing there, so I assume the hurricane didn't get you. That's correct. Hurricane Isaiah, Isis, Isaiah. I don't, I don't even know how you say it. Um, let's, uh, let's make one promise. It's pretty mellow. What's up? We are not going to talk about anything about Corona and anything about the politics of today. We're not going to talk about the Beirut situation. We're not going to talk about anything related to anything but motorsports on this whole podcast deal. And I'll double down on it. Let's do one better. If we do, we put how about that? I don't want to get any money out of my pocket. Let's just give a shirt away. <laughs> $5 in the jar and I will sprinkle random $5 bills in the orders that we've gotten today. Cause we've got a bunch of them. Yeah, I'm down. Okay. So I'll, I'll start a little counter here. Corona, 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 I'm bankrupting your company. <laughs> <laughs> Starting now. <laughs> oh my God. What is up, everybody? Clapped out podcast episode number. I think this is uh, or eight. No, I don't think we're that high yet. I checked the Facebook feed or not Facebook. You know, I don't even know. Just episode whatever it is when you if you watch this later in iTunes. But um, we're back as usual, and uh, not a whole lot to talk about this week. Just figured we would riff it. Actually, we did have a really good idea, but we'll get into that in a minute. But Logan. Somebody bought a new car. I did. I did buy a new car. <laughs> um, and uh, so here's the thing about when you, have, when you have a compulsive spending problem and you like cars, it's really easy to bankrupt you know, yourself. Um, luckily, my compulsive spending problem is for cars that are, are cheaper. I'm not storing Lam- Lamborghinis here, which I would like to. But uh, yeah, so I did acquire another project vehicle. The, the project will not be on the docket until the notchback is done and tested at the track. And then I haven't decided what I'm going to do. I'm for sure going to sell the notch. I'm not keeping the notch back. Just it is what it is. Um, I am, I am on the fence of, of waffling the notch. I possibly will waffle that deal. Um, or maybe pull the drivetrain out of it when I'm done with it and put it into the 240. I don't know, but the what? um, yeah, it's not a big secret. I post it uh, on Facebook everywhere. Serious. I thought you did not let the cat out of the bag there, but okay. Tori and Mikos says, Logan needs some sun in his life. Why don't you just call me a little vanilla bean, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Messed up, dude. <laughs> Speaking of complexions, Jasmine, I am tanner than Jasmine now, just for the record. She has been working inside, so or not like she works outside, but she's been working from home, and it, if I open the shades, it's like a vampire. <laughs> 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 
she's hissing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. I should probably take her on a vacation. I'm a terrible fiance. But um, yeah, I bought a project. Uh, I got tagged in a post, a customer of mine from Dynasty back in the day. His name's Cody. It's two Cody's actually. And Cody hits me up and he tags me in a post and says, Logan, this looks like something you'd be interested in. And anytime someone posts that, I get pissed at them because it means I'm going to have to spend some money because you're usually right. Yeah, you're, so, you, you get weak. Yes, 100%. So I got to the post and it is a S14 240. It's a 95 uh, Zenki. So um, the Kuki is the, uh, is the later model with the slanted headlights. This is the you're bubble style. Such a nerd. Okay, well, you got two SN95s in your garage. So let's not throw glass houses in our stone world. <laughs> you know, however that goes. That's fair. Um, I'm having a jerk. So I see the post and it's a gentleman named Cody. And I met Cody obviously yesterday when I bought the car and Cody bought this car about seven years ago, 2013 or 14, maybe later. I can't hundred percent remember, but it's, he's had it for a while. And he posted and he said, he's finally decided to cut my losses and get rid of the 240 for cheap, cheap. I just had a baby. I'm moving soon. And I've lost every ounce of interest I once had for this car. Thousands lost for me, but thousands saved for the new owner car engine and every 240 part I own comes with it. I need to get rid of it before we move in to the new I house. I have to say, I applaud your bravery on that because that's like a tremendous amount of red flags for any potential buyer. <laughs> so, and, and I love that you haven't learned your lesson yet. Well, I, so here's my, here's where the lesson came in. Well, there's been many lessons over the years. However, when um, I found the post or when I got tagged in the post, I read the post. I wrote back on the post, no price given or anything. And I just wrote back and I tagged the owner of the car, Cody. And I said, Cody, I'll take the car. So just as soon as I commit to buy something like that, I generally follow through because yeah. I, I like to just, I'm impulsive, which is a surprise. I know. Man of, man of your word. So I told him, I wrote back and said, I'll take it. And then he got him, I, D, I DM'd him and I said, hey man, tell me about the car. Send me some pictures and give me a price. And he, he did all the above and, and he said, he gave me a price and he said, the price is OBO. And I said, no, it's not. I'll give you exactly what you want for the car. Didn't argue a penny with him. I love, very, how very, you, I love how you committed to it before you really got the nitty gritty and the details <laughs> on it. I've been there. I've done the same thing. Like, I want this. I need it. What's it? And then you start hearing like, and then there's this. Yeah. And then there's. So the only curveballs I had with that, well, there's a couple, but nothing crazy, honestly. Um, <laughs> the first, the first curveball was Cody was like, yeah, I don't know where the hood is. And I was like, come on, man. <laughs> and I was like, dude, all right, whatever. I mean, it's okay. And I, I really didn't really care that much. But I was like, oh, if you can find it, let me know. But then the day I went to pick it up yesterday, he texted me. He's like, good news. I found the hood. And I'm like, cool. I don't know how you lose a hood. but It's he, covered in pine sap, but no worries. <laughs> no, he had it at a friend's house, I think. And, and he ended up getting the, uh, getting the hood, which was dope. Really stoked on that. But either way, Hang on. I go, have you – have you ever lost an entire car at a friend's house? Yes. My, I just got it back. The Ford Escape. What? Remember? Yeah. You know, I, I own a Ford Escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how I forgot you... about it. I just forgot where it was. It was at, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was at my, one of our technicians at Dynasty. He didn't have a car. He sold his car and he was looking to buy another one. And I was like, I got this Escape you can use. And he just kept it parked on this. He got a new car and I was like, yeah, I'll get it whenever. Oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. Now, so it worked out though because I needed it as a mobile storage unit for all the parts that I got with this car. <laughs> so I go and I pick up, um, I meet Cody at his house yesterday. And prior to all this, let me back it up. Prior to all this, he's like, wait a minute, you work at Dynasty. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I work there, blah, blah, blah. Going back and forth. He's like, oh, well, I bought this car from a guy that works at Dynasty. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I bought it from Brock, your shop foreman, back in 2013-14. I'm like, oh, damn. So right when he said that, Brock doesn't sell junk. Um, he sells nice stuff. Like, he, he buys and sells cars. Not a, he hasn't done a ton of it uh, lately. But when I first started working there, he would move a few different cars, church them up, make them nicer, and sell them. Kind of what I do, honestly, only I make them worse. Um, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't letting you get that. Sorry, bro. You're not going to. But uh, – so I was like, yeah, man, absolutely. So I called Brock. I got the skinny on the car. And um, he said that, yeah, he had the whole car repainted. So the whole car was a fresh repaint when he sold it to him. Uh, chassis straight, came from this place. This is how I bought it, blah, blah, blah. So I was super comfortable buying the car. Well, when I went out there, the car was exactly as described. Um, it had been sitting, it's been sitting for quite a while. And I ended up getting the car, 
um, obviously all the body parts, <laughs> the hood included, and then a full SR20 DET swap with trans, a brand new KA24 uh, transmission for the OEM engine, um, AEM engine management system, which I'm selling, by the way, there's a plug. Uh, literally thousands and thousands. He was not BSing in the post. It's thousands and thousands of dollars worth of parts that came with the car. And it was, I think he's just at this juncture where he's ready to move on. And he was just done with it in right place, right time. Um, no argument over his, what he wanted to sell it for. And it just worked out. Yeah. I mean, you told me what you paid and I saw the truck bed full of parts. Like, I think you did pretty good on that. I don't know that there's a losing situation on it. Yeah. And I, obviously I'm not public about what I spend on stuff and, and not because I'm a, I'm a scammer or anything like that, but I don't, uh, let's it's, just say it was a good deal. I got yeah. and anyone else in the 240 game, um, that knows what these cars sell for would have been in the same boat as I was. I just happened to have a truck and trailer ready to rock. And I told him the same thing. I'll tell everybody on live. I will build this car and put it back together and I will sell it or I might end up keeping it. Who knows? But more than likely I'll end up selling it. And when I do sell it, I always give the original owner first shot and I always give the original owner uh, a deal that complements the deal that they gave me because I think that's the only right way to do this stuff. Um, either way. I do want to, let's see, today is, and I, I've said this before, today is August 5th and I want to make sure that we, your level, like keep this same energy because in three months when you call me, you know, like, I can't wait to sell this thing. No, I feel that way right now. <laughs> no, I feel but that no, way right now. You feel that way right now because you want to gain a couple bucks off of it, which fully understandable. I don't want to gain. What are you talking about? I don't want to gain money off it at all. The only you're completely in left field. How so? I, okay, when I bought okay, 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 wait, wait. Usually, you call me with extreme amounts of frustration this car has not frustrated you yet that's what i'm getting at that's that's the call that i anticipate and i cannot wait for yeah well with the notchback specifically because the s13 if you recall can you remember a conversation like that with the s14 <laughs> no you can't s because s14 I off. s13 the red s13 yeah no didn't happen i raffled that car off because what happened you were I torched, frustrated i know i torched my engine and need the money to replace the engine yeah, yeah. and the rx7 it, but it made the, the frustration made for great content. And I don't think you would be frustrated with this car. I, okay, let me retract everything I just said. I don't want that to come across as me bashing on the owner because I have no idea I have not seen this car. So I think that could be misconstrued. Uh, it comes as you bashing on me like I'm just trying to flip stuff and take money out of people's no, pockets. No, 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 no. Not at all what I'm saying. So hey. I love live feed for this reason. It's, <laughs> hey, why don't you do this? Turn, turn around and put your asshole to the mic and just use that to talk. I feel like that'd be about the same. <laughs> Excuse me, may I ask you a question? We get the same. Uh, can we talk about how I lost a 1999 Plymouth Sundance Turbo? I'm, I would love to hear that. So in 2000, this is like the early days of eBay when you could actually still get smoking hot deals on there. And this is a week and a half after I was introduced to turbo four-cylinder power, like first ride in a DSM. My buddy had an all-wheel drive, Kyle Yankovic all-wheel drive Plymouth laser with a small 16G on it. Is it 16G, right? I'm, I don't know DSMs very well. All I know is that when you launch them really hard, the windshield wipers come on, right? So he takes me out for a drive, lets me drive this thing on the street, and I'm like, dude, I'm hooked. This is awesome. Turbos are fantastic. So I'm cruising eBay, and I'm like, Plymouth laser, uh, Plymouth, what did I say? Sundance. Same thing, turbo four-cylinder, turbo four-cylinder. I thought they were all 4G63, whatever. Completely naive to the thing. I bid $140 on this thing and won it. And it was like zinc yellow, like the ugliest yellow color on the planet. And the ad said it needed an oil pump, which I found really weird because when we picked the car up, it was completely put together. But... I didn't have a truck nor a trailer and we had to go to Virginia from North Carolina to pick this car up. And, um, this is where it gets interesting. This is when the DC sniper situation was just oh, the, starting the dude, the, the dude on the highways. Yeah, dude, this is when it was just starting to develop. So I made my best friend, we call him truck stop Todd. Uh, that's a whole other story for a different, basically a trucker tried to pick him up on his 18th birthday um so we call there's, him a, there's a very easy story <laughs> <laughs> so we call him truck stop from here on out so 
truck stop and I borrow a trailer and we head up there to pick this car up and he's hung over from the night before and I'm driving and we stop at a, a gas station to fuel up and he comes out with the paper and he's like did you fucking see this and I was like what and he goes something another like yet another sniper attack on the headlines of the paper and this is before like every phone had gps and all that stuff but the lady at the cash register was like yeah that happened like 10 miles from here and so if you guys remember the dc sniper we're like it was just random attacks like you can mow your lawn or whatever and so <laughs> from there on out we're like making these zigzag lines through the parking lot at everywhere we stopped in virginia anyway to pick up this car the owner of the car wouldn't even come out. They opened the door. They're like, the title's in the glove box. The keys are in the ignition. Have a good day. Load this piece of shit up. Drag it home. And then I had to leave for work for six months a week later. Come back. Car's gone. Left it at a buddy's house who was staying with his fiance. And when I came back, it was no longer his fiance. Oh, damn. No idea what happened to the car. But the journey was well worth the, the $140. So your buddy didn't have any say and like, didn't tell you what, like he had no idea what happened to it either. He said, uh, he let a buddy of his drive it for a little while. And then like, they got it running and drove it around for like four or five months. And I have no idea what happened to it, man, but, dude. Hey, speaking of letting buddies drive your cars, let's talk about the Festiva incident. The dang it? bros incident. I'm calling Grant Ng out right now. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's watching it or not, but I don't care if he is. Um, this is all in good fun. Uh, but yeah, I gave Dang Bros. If you if you guys are into Clapped Out, you should check out Dang Bros. You can guess where they formed the name from. Um, so Dang Bros are out of Kentucky, Louisville. Um, Sid and and Grant, good dudes. Uh, I gave Grant a Festiva, and he gave it to one of his buddies, and um, nobody ever registered it. So no one, uh, no one. <laughs> <laughs> no one but me put it in their name which pissed me off and i told grant how i felt about that i was salty but we're good now obviously we're chill um at the time i was very very mad though not because they didn't register it obviously i asked him to register and he didn't but um things fall through the cracks things happen life gets busy and it was like a 200 hundred dollar car so it is what it is anyway i get a call <laughs> i'm at work I'm, I'm at btr and i'm at work at the time and i get a phone call and on the line they say yeah, is this uh, Logan Tarrant? And I'm like, yeah, what's up? What's good, fam? On my, sh on my office line, not on my cell phone, on my <laughs> office phone. My office phone never rings. Like, it, my direct. That's, is that how you, re it's how you answer your business line? What up, fam? What up, fam? How you doing, dog? <laughs> how you living, bro? So I answer the phone, and the, the, on the other end, they're like, yeah, is this uh, Mr. Logan Tarrant? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. What's up? How can I help you? I thought it was a call for work. And they're like, oh, how you doing? This is the St. Matthews Police Department. I'm like, whoa, dude. Pause. What, I, what's up? I, this I, is I got not... your chair, sit up straight. Like... Did I say this was Logan? I said this is Joe yes, Rogan. Sir. So Joe Rogan is who you're talking to, not Logan. <laughs> oh, anyway, huge fan. Whoever, whoever had the Festiva last, I guess just parked it in some church parking lot and left it there. So <laughs> I got a story about this when you're done too. So they're, uh, they were looking for the owner and I was the last registered owner. And then the next picture I got was from, uh, I think Grant towing it to the record yard to crush it for me. But yeah, I was like, yeah, I have no idea why that's there. Hopefully no terrible crimes were committed with this vehicle that I don't know about. So a buddy of mine, this is along the same lines, but we inadvertently and unpurposely did it to, did what happened to you to somebody else. So this young kid bought like an 88 Lincoln town car. And he's like, Hey, look, I'm in a hard spot. I just want, give me 800 bucks for the thing. And me and my buddy was like, we, you want to pitch in 400 and 400? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And this is when we kind of started researching 24 hour lemons racing. Yeah. I was like, this is perfect, dude. Like it's a cheap ass car and we can pawn this off as a $500 car for 24 hour lemons. So we committed to the deal, but we didn't realize was there's a rule for the 24 hour lemons, like the weight limit. And this car far exceeded that. It's a Lincoln town car. Oh yeah. So it was parked, um, at our work for a very, very long time because we had nowhere else to put it. And we were just kind of like moving around the parking lot. And then all of a sudden it disappeared. I'm like, Oh, well it got towed fast forward. Like eight months later, the kid that we bought it from hits me up and he goes, Hey, 
um, I got a parking ticket from the city of San Diego for this car. They're like, that's weird. How long ago was that? And he goes like, like two months ago. So the tow company towed the thing. And you know how it is. Like you tow a car, you impound it. When it sits there for a while, eventually they're going to just sell it at auction, right? Well, when he sold the car to us, he signed the title and put it directly in the glove box. And we just left it in there. So there's a signed title in the glove box. So the tow company then came after him for like $1,800 in storage and back fees. And the way I caught these guys like red-handed was the title never transferred from him to the tow company or like anybody else. So this tow company is like, oh, signed title, tight. We're going to sell it right to this person. And that person never registered it. So the tow company that had it was trying to come after us. And like, oh, time out, homie. You sat here and like, like did some dirty shit. And they immediately, when I called them on it, they're like, um, okay, thanks for your time. We're so sorry. We'll, uh, we'll talk to my supervisor and see if I can get rid of this charges. Click, like hung up immediately. Yeah. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, I don't understand that. My situation was way more comical than your angry situation. I mean, yeah. I it was funny. It was that guy was, that guy was not happy. Um, hey, also, this is off target, not off target. What am I trying to say? This is uh, off topic. That's the word. But there's really no topics here, but go ahead. Without mentioning the reason why SEMA has been canceled this year. Has it really? Yeah. They released C- SEMA is canceled. I got beef. Uh, I got beef. Not with them canceling SEMA. I don't care that they canceled SEMA. I was going to go to SEMA. Dynasty was having it. We're going to go to SEMA and then World Cup. If SEMA's canceled, I'm not positive World Cup is going to go off either. I don't know that as a fact. I'm just guessing, basing how this is falling. That being said, um, a lot of people hate on SEMA, and I get it. I agree. There's a lot of just terrible builds that are they don't belong there. Terrible welds and no it's, drive it's, shafts and blah 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 and all this stuff. It's but, both ends of the spectrum. You get some some the cream of the crop, and you also get like the we just toss this shit together. So it's pretty good. Either way. I'm not a, it's a conversation, Logan. This is how conversations work. We go back and forth. We riff off each other. If you want to do a monologue for 15 minutes, I'll just, I'll go eat dinner real quick. Okay. If you could see me a favor, go get dinner and eat dinner in front of the camera. Cause so while you're chewing, I can talk. There he goes. Okay. So my beef with SEMA is as follows. You have a lot of people that talk about the the um, terrible quality work and all, all this stuff. And I understand that completely. I understand that there's some terrible cars out there. But in the same breath, man, there is an absolute ton of vehicles at SEMA that deserve people's attention and deserve accolades because there's a lot of people that put a ton of time and sweat, tears, et cetera, into it. So it does suck that SEMA's canceled. There's a lot of speculation over PRI being canceled as well. And if you look, PRI, if you're part of my PRI show or when you go to PRI, if you get invited or if you have a pass to go to PRI, rather, um, they did release a, a statement today. If I could pull it up, PRI News. And if you go to the PRI News website, they have addressed the, I don't want to say rumors, but they have addressed the topic itself and pull it up here. Performance racing industry. It's held in Indiana. If you haven't heard of Performance Racing Industry or the PRI show, it is, is specifically for people in the racing industry. So if you pull it up, uh, their website's just performanceracing.com. They have released information saying, we still plan on putting the show on. There's no changes there. They're going to keep people updated as to when, where, why, what, and how. And um, we'll see how it goes from there. But as of right now, there is, there is no plans of canceling PRI. The SEMA cancellation was as follows. SEMA, the Specialty Equipment Market or Association, has announced that due to COVID-19 and concerns that event facilities and services will be unavailable, the SEMA show will not be taking place in 2020. While both event organizers and industry members have been working tirelessly to deliver an outstanding SEMA show in November, mounting uncertainty has rendered continuing with the event inadvisable. SEMA expects the decision will be will bring much needed clarity to an uncertain picture and will help exhibitors, attendees, and partners plan accordingly. Recent SEMA show survey results indicated interest in a possible virtual trade show with related live elements. So a virtual trade show with related live elements, I think is, I don't know, I would hate, I would absolutely hate that. It doesn't have the same aura. I'm not a big fan of SEMA in general, but 
a lot of SEMA, but there are some parts of SEMA that I, I truly do enjoy, and I'm not going to enjoy those in a virtual setting, in my opinion. Um, but either way, the final well, statement, I'm sorry, I'm still talking, so just go I ahead. Totally agree. You keep going, I'm still talking. So if you think I can't carry the show by myself, you want to walk away like a pansy, you're wrong. The SEMA show is committed to furthering business. I'll just keep reading paragraphs that were written by somebody else until an hour's <laughs> passed. No, I was just hungry, dude. I'm not trying to like put you on the spot. Yeah. Full refunds for SEMA show exhibitor booth deposits and attendee registration fees will be issued. So the economic impact of that on the SEMA show will be a little devastating as well. SEMA as an organization is doing an absolute ton for the betterment of the industry. Um, they provide a lot of smaller companies like Dynasty and Brian Tilly Racing the ability to grow with information. They take information from every single vendor. The SEMA data tra tech transfer that I talked about, actually having um, the ability, you can go into the back, back end of SEMA if you're a, a member and you can get uh, product information and attributes and what vehicle fitment thing, what parts fit, what vehicle fitment applies to certain parts. It's a, a very, very, very large resource to small businesses. So seeing them hit like this does suck. So I know a lot of people, the point is, I know a lot of people talk a lot of shit about SEMA and they talk a lot of shit about the SEMA show. Everybody that's running their mouth about SEMA being this pile of junk showboat, I get it. It's a dick measuring contest, but understand that SEMA as an entity does an absolute ton for this community. So not trying to dick ride SEMA, but uh, it does suck. It's a pain in the ass for them. And, and I feel bad for all the exhibitors and vendors. I mean, okay, People can talk crap on it all they want, like, but the, at the end of the day, if, like, if they suffer, we're all going to suffer one way or another. That's the bottom line. The trickle down is, is massive, man. It is massive. It sucks. But I'm hopeful that PRI doesn't follow suit. But, man, I don't know. Did you see the message from them about wearing – excuse me – that PRI will – right now their intention is to continue. You just got to put something over your ugly face. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to do that. Yeah, they, uh, what is it? They said the letter written personally by Dr. Meyer. So performance racing industry, PRI, I'm just going to say PRI from now on. President Dr. Jamie Meyer sent a letter to the racing industry today informing them of the status of the 2020 PRI trade show scheduled for December 10th to 12th at the Indiana Convention Center in downtown Indianapolis. The letter written personally by Dr. Meyer, blah, 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 blah. In the letter, Dr. Meyer points out that more than 940 exhibitors are registered for 2020 PRI show. They're working closely with the Visit Indy team, the Indiana Convention Center staff, and other Indianapolis officials, including the Office of the Mayor of Indianapolis, to ensure a safe and productive trade show. While the city of Indianapolis is currently at a stage 4.5, I don't, I don't know what that means. Are we doing stages now for this? <laughs> it's, like, it's like power packages, right? You're, you work at a Nissan shop, you should know. What is it? What is it? what is it? That's not fair. BTR did stages too, bro. I did, I've been doing this, but a stage four and a half, whatever that means. Um, but here's the other thing from a, from a uh, monetary standpoint, PRI, I don't even, I can't imagine how much money PRI brings to Indianapolis. It's gotta be insane. I mean, I, I, while I agree with that, but like, look at how, how many other venues they have too. I'm sure they'll take a hit for sure. Like the, the, all the restaurants and everything like that downtown are, they're going to get punched in the gut, but yeah, I'm not, I don't know what the attendance is for PRI compared to say like the average Colts game. That's, that's, what's really going to hit them is, you know, NFL and everything else is doing their thing without fans. Like there's, it's not just PRI is going to hit them. It's, PRI, in my opinion, is probably a drop in the bucket compared to what NFL football brings in or Indy or the, you know, NHRA Nationals. I think NHRA, didn't the NHRA got screwed over from that deal? Nobody goes screwed. those anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. <laughs> no, um, 55,000 people in town for multiple days for PRI. <clears throat> 50 to 55,000. Yeah. Attendance, uh, okay, 65,600 was the count. So here's the other thing, in my opinion. So all of these sport, all these sporting events on a weekly basis, they've, I mean, home games rather, they have to kick them in the dick that they can't do those. Totally get that. Um, the SEMA show, or the PRI show, when you have 65,000 people there for a couple of days at a time and, and uh, 
you're already losing out of all that income from those sporting events being down. And now you have an event that can be behind closed doors in a convention center. That's not as public. I feel like Indianapolis is going to be like, all right, we can get away with this one guys. Let's just indoors. Everyone will mask and glove up and we won't lose out on this sliver of money because every major city is man. I, I feel like, like a lot of the, the, Ooh. these big events, like they can't afford to wait until the last minute. And then on the flip side of that coin, I believe that the local citizenship is itching to get the hell out and go and flood these businesses and stuff like that. So, you know, even though, even despite the fact that these events, these major events are going to get canceled from people coming from out of town, maybe the, the, when the restrictions are lifted and they go to stage 6.5 or whatever the hell it is going to be that the resurgence of, of people coming out of their houses at the cyclic rate is going to be, you know, good for the business. Maybe not exactly when you have a big convention going on. I don't know. I just hope that everybody can keep their head above water through all this. That's all. Ultimately. How many $5 bills do we got to put in the bucket? I don't know, dude. I'll put, let's, you want to put a hundred and sprinkle them out through 20 orders. If we get 20 orders clapped out.com slash store. I know we usually plug it at the end of the show, but we have marked down apparel. We are selling out all of our current apparel to make room for fresh gear. The stuff that's on the shelf. Now we have zero plans to reprint. I know this sounds kind of tacky, I guess I don't know how to put it, but if, if clapped out ever becomes a larger entity, It'd be super, super, super cool to see the OG fans and people that have supported us in those shirts because we'll recognize the hell out of it. The first clapped out shirts that I ever made were of a, a plane on the front and clapped out down the kidney, like the side. And I, every time I see those shirts on Facebook or in pictures, it warms my heart. And even more so, when you and I got together on clapped out, the first shirt drop we did, when I see the OG shirt, which was just a... Um, chopping trees in the back and you can't shit your pants if you're naked on the front. Every time I see that OG shirt, I get so stoked because it's just people that have been there from day we one. We still have a couple of those in small. So if you got kids, I sent one, uh, our, our boy, Vinny Barker, his son's birthday is coming up. So I threw one in the package. I was like, here, give this to your kid for his birthday. That's awesome. Thank hopefully, you for proving that with the marketing team, by the way. Appreciate hopefully you. he's not watching this and just, I just ruined it for his kid's birthday present. <laughs> Oh my God. No, I'm sure they, we happy, cost so much that I don't think they let kids watch this program. Happy fucking birthday, Gage. Um, Jeremy Ortiz, Logan, are you coming to Bowling Green Streetcar Takeover? So BGSCT is only an hour south of me. I am going to attempt to make it. The only thing that's going to prevent me from making that is I literally only have the weekends to wrench. Um, I have no time during the week. By the time I get home from work, I'm just gassed from working on other and working with other people's stuff all week. Um, I have got to get this notch back done into the track and finalize this series. And I don't have a lot of free time aside from the weekend. So I'm going to try to thrash on the, the notch after hours, um, after work a couple of days, the rest of this week, tomorrow and Friday rather. And we'll see if we can make it out there. If for whatever reason, I don't make it to streetcar takeover Bowling green, anyone that is in the area in the vicinity, hell, if you're not in the vicinity, make that race. Uh, just like we talked about with PRI, uh, the streetcar takeover guys can use every single admission ticket they can get right now. Absolutely. Their so, events are getting kanked left and right. So yeah, I'm sure that they, I'm, I don't, they're not hurting. They do well, but at the same time they are hurting. <laughs> and uh, in order to grow that brand and to offer more to the racers, uh, we have to be there to support them. And I say this knowing that I may not be able to make it, which is very hypocritical. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, my excuse sucks and I'm very sorry, Chase and Justin, but uh, hopefully I'll catch you at the next one. But, what yeah. are the odds of you making it to Bristol? When's that? Uh, let me double check. It's, uh, I think it's beginning of September. CT Bristol. If anybody's reading this in the comments, you can beat me to it. Yeah. Uh, ooh. August 28th and 29th. Um, I sh Oh, damn. I should be able to. No, I can't. I can't make Bristol. <sighs> Jasmine's, uh, my fiance's mother, it's her birthday weekend. She recently had a uh, heart attack and um, she is, is still recovering from that and a, a mini stroke and I will be spending the weekend with her and her family. So I'm very sorry, but I cannot make Bristol. I just realized that. Um, bummer. But at the same time. Hey, 
Family gonna, first, man. Steve Sino. Steve Sino's in the comments. Steve said, Logan, stop looking so cute. Uh, all right, Steve, I'm going to put you on blast. I watched my first porn with Steve. Steve Sino showed me a pornography film in his basement one time. There was a bunch of dudes hanging out, and he put porn on the TV. That really happened. Where'd you, when did you watch your first porn, Rye? You were 12, 11, Playboys? Um, how old was I? I hope Steve's like, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking magazines? I don't remember. Was it a mag? No, some like random old like 70s or 80s. I don't, like, I don't remember the video. I'm just saying like magazines. I was like, I don't know, 12, 13. Yeah. Playboy. <laughs> Dude, my what dad. Okay. 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 My dad was, well, still is a very hardcore <laughs> biker. And it was uh, Easy Rider. Yeah. Dude. Steve, some old ass porno. He called it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> full bush. There's a full bush situation. Estella's, Estella's in here. Everyone quiet up. Estella's in the chat. They're all quiet. Easy rider. I bet my dad still has those. He doesn't throw magazines away. Man. Um, Steve and I went to high school together. Geneva High School in Geneva, Illinois. I think he's out in Colorado now. Every time he posts a picture of where he's at, it looks like the most luscious, like, I need to move there. It's always like, it's <laughs> swear to God, the dude, like, lives in the wild, like, the beautiful wilderness. Like, every time. Like you go to his page, it's always like lakes and mountains and just like, and that is why I want to do Rocky mountain race week, not 2.0, but the real Rocky mountain race week, because after seeing the scenes and stuff like that, I, I want to do that drive. Dude, the drive looks amazing. Dude, it looks cool. I do it in like a nice air conditioned car with all the amenities I need. Speaking of amenities, I drove the streetcar version of my RX seven to work today. Oh, how was that? terrible <laughs> okay, back up and tell everybody what it is all right so my rx7's twin turbo uh power glide you know race car stuff um this car is a locally was a locally owned car uh, a guy named fwad owned it he sold it to my buddy jacob it's a 93 to 95 i don't know it's an rx7 fd rx7 it's a ls2 twin turbo i'm not going to give a bunch away um Steve, good seeing you, Steve. Good hearing from you, brother. Tune in next week, and I'll talk about more porn with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but either way, it's the streetcar version of my car. It's a, but it's a stick shifted twin turbo uh, in stock interior, super mint interior. Like the thing is just, it, it's extremely very. It's very nice. It's a nice car. Um, so I drive it to work. I don't fit in an RX-7 worth a damn. Had mm -hmm. I test driven my RX-7 more than three and a half minutes, I never would have bought it. Um, and I, and I was on the fence. I was like, cool. I can drive this car to work tomorrow because we had to work on it, fix it. Um, uh, precision turbos that the turbo seals blew out of. It's the fourth turbo that we've had to send back to precision to get fixed this year. I'm throwing shade hundred percent. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I just don't care. I'm done. Like I everybody anyway. listening to the podcast, if you can see my face, I'm like, mm. yeah, <laughs> this is my surprised face. I, here's what I don't get. I, I don't get this. Every time I send a turbo in to get refreshed every time they're like, yeah, man, nothing really wrong with it. I'm like, the wheel touched off on the house. What do you mean? Yeah. I dumped it and the bearings just fell out of the, their seat, their oils. And the, what do you mean? The, like, yeah, it's fine. It's real. It's well with intolerance. But they make uh, the most power. Yeah. For, they, for five seconds. No, it's messed up. They, I will say this about precision. Precision turbos have their place in the market. There are several cars that run, like we do a lot of the 62 to 67 millimeter range turbos. And, um, it's the, the one we sent to get rebuilt was on the car for like four and a half years. So I can't really bash them like that. These turbos are very low mount. They, they have a, they have an oil drain system and the oil drain system may be backing up. I mean, either way, doesn't matter. Car was coming in to get uh, turbos refreshed. I'm driving it on the, I'm driving it on the highway to work. I'm doing like 80, 85, which is really 115 if Jacob's watching. And the car, <laughs> it feels like a 90s car. I mean, it's, it's stiff, it's rigid, it's got coilovers, it's got big wheels on it, not big wheels, Enki with a drag pack on it. Um, and I don't fit in the car. I'm, I'm shrimped up against the roof. You sat in a stock F, well, you yes. sat in my car. I, I've sat, I, I have been in Texas 2K 2007, uh, befriended a kid down there. He had a LS swapped FD. This is like, well, 2007. And it was like LS1 on nitrous and he wanted to go out and do some fun runs. I was like, cool. Kind of ride with shotgun and videotape. The second I got in that thing, I was like, oh, you better not kill me because if we go upside down, I'm dead. Like just taco neck against the top of the car. Dude. I'm 6'5". Yeah, you're big. So if you're saying you can't fit in it, imagine me. Like I might as well just rode in the hatch and laid down. 
Mm -hmm. And for the record, I'm 6'2", so I'm not short, everybody. So, uh, Rai just said I'm 6'5", insinuating that I'm like 5'3", and that's not the case. (laughs) So, I'm also above average height, just so you know. He's not better than me, so there's that. It's a conversation. Clapped out is (laughs) large. We are not, well, not where it counts. No. Mm -mm. True, very true. I'm glad Kalis jumped in here. Did you have, wait, did we not send him the meeting ID? He told me at the beginning of this he wasn't available. Hold on, let's just call him. God, he's going to pretend like we're trying to ostracize him again, and then he's going to tell us he wants to sell his shares of Clapped Out. Remember last week, he's like, I'm selling my shares, and we wouldn't let him sell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold it up to the speaker so everybody can hear. You hear? Yep. You're good. Perfect. He's probably watching this cussing us right now. If it goes to his voicemail, you should just leave it up there long enough for everybody to hear the last, every, all of his phone number. Is he big timing us? Is oh, he big timing us? Setup. I was getting ready with the mute. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Phone number. <laughs> Damn, he just big timed us, bro. He probably knows that. He probably like jumped in for a second. He's like, man, fuck these guys. And they jump right back off. Jason Webster wants to know who's taller laying down. Uh, stomach down or stomach up? <laughs> Logan's got some junk in the trunk. Yeah, I got a booty. Wait, what are we talking about? If you lay on your stomach, your butt sticks up higher. If we lay on our backs, what sticks up higher? Who's t- who has the taller tent? Mm, I don't know. I don't we know. Have, we haven't figured that out. Let's, We're not. We can play, play tummy. Cool. Just play tummy sticks. Figure it out. Yeah, uh, lizard bellies. I don't know that one. Don't want to play that one. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Um, hey, we, okay. had a, we had a game. What, no, you can say what you're going to say. Oh, what was the game? Can we go for it? Yeah, I can't remember what it is, so I'm just uh, diving in. Well, right. was, will I like this or will it make, give me anxiety and I'll hate it? And I want every, if everybody's listening right now, the, the f- tens of listeners that are listening, we're going to play a little game here. All right. We got, a low, we got a low live count today. This I'm is gonna embarrassing. Say, well, it's 545 on a Wednesday. So oh. I'm going to say a car and then. Right off the top of your head, you have to describe oh, the yes. owner. Remember? Yes, yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. Okay. This is one, we, and we kind of practice this in phone calls a little bit. So I want you, you to think of a car. I have one already locked in, ready to go. Are you going first or am I? What, what, I'm going to give, give you a car first. Okay. All right. Ready? Yep. 2005 Nissan Altima. Oh, we are, you can't. We did this one over the phone. Okay. It's okay, not okay, fair. okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. Um, Anything Daewoo. It's always a drywall guy. There's always a bumper held on by some masking tape. There's at least one window busted out with plastic covering it. And every time he gets out, a loose cigarettes that he has collected at the gas station fall out of his lap. <laughs> that's, that's spot on, that's, dude. That's pretty good. That is, yeah, Crime Spotters calls that exact person out. I feel- uh, we, got a, we got a drywall guy, loose cigarettes in hand. He's driving a Daewoo, missing windows, tape on the bumper on. How many oh, wait, car- wait. Okay. One, How tail many cars- light, one taillight has red tape for a Yo, you took! Or get out of my head! Uh-huh. Get out of my head! Zing, baby! <laughs> oh my god, dude, get yeah. out of my head. <laughs> All right, okay, I got one for you. You ready? Okay. Oh, paint stains everywhere, too. There's always covered in paint, like, off the hatch and stuff. Like, what were you – were you in such a rush to unload that 12 gallons of paint? You just, like <laughs> – you got Tourette's. You got Parkinson's. With your, okay, that's not fair. That's, that's a low blow. Anyway. Uh, uh, how many cars into this before we get – it gets, like, really racial? Oh, two? Yeah, fair. That's fair. Hopefully, it's only racial towards people of the vanilla variety, though, because they need name, to be put – We're like, going to name this segment, too. Yeah. I, just to be fair, the day owner was white. He was a white paint drywaller. <laughs> no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, dude. What state? Oh, damn, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, metropolitan Minneapolis. Fair. Yeah, good. Um, all right, I'll give you one. Oldsmobile Alero. Ooh. Okay. Um, early fifties woman used to sell Mary Kay. Bought the Alero because she couldn't get to the point where she could get the pink Cadillac. Yeah, fair, fair. Smokes Virginia Slims mm-hmm. with the windows up all the time. Yep. And has big Texas hair and it's breaking off all the time. Like there's just like pieces off. of hair stuck to her, stuck to her all the time. Yeah. And has a dog 
small chihuahua miniature poodle maybe a mix and it has the shitty like red tear stains always gummed up and it rides on her lap all the time and the dog is probably gonna die from secondhand smoke with no bowel control (laughs) yes so we're really good at this (laughs) all right you're up give me one oh shit okay um wait 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 fans I mean, all 37 of you yeah, that are watching. Keep Somebody name a car. Joe Meek, not a Buick Roadmaster with a Corvette motor. That's dumb. Give me a hard one. I already know that I would drive that thing. Somebody, I got, I got one for you. Okay. Um, 98 Subaru Forester. I don't know if they made them in 98 or not, but pick early Subaru Forester. Hmm. I went to school for fine arts. <laughs> I drive my Forester because it's eco-friendly. The clutch went out three years ago, so it's it doesn't really move. I just picture every time it's a Forester, it's always like a, somebody with a fine arts major that just doesn't have the money to fix it to get it back on the road. But and we I, I shouldn't we have some Subaru customers, and the O two O three Bug Eye is a good Pontiac Aztec H two Hummer. I don't know. The Forester is a rough one because there's a lot of things I want to say that will make people not like me yes <laughs> i have so, i already know what i want to say but it's just tough i know what i want to say too how pc don't. are we going to keep this thing i think until we become crazy rich and famous we got to keep it kind of pc so okay. and then we just ruin it all in one podcast yeah. <laughs> oh dreaded out hippie from travis ryan for the forester that's fair that is fair Dreaded out hippie always yeah. has a white tee on that has a weird obscure stain and a weird cut and sh- like it always have holes like like moths got to it. Yeah, it smells like patchouli oil. Has a really ratty. I keep going with the pet thing, but I guarantee some dude with dreads has to have a dog all the time. Okay, I'm gonna hit you with one from the comments. Right, O2 Azuzu Rodeo. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one, dude. Because I want one of those. I wouldn't mind having one. Mm-hmm. I'd be jealous. Oh, cool. Uh, a six foot five dude that refuses to give up the fact that he's too old to have fun with younger kids now starts a YouTube channel way late in life is a career man that is not really dedicated to his career. Just kind of does whatever he wants. Also rides the coattails of Logan all the time. Pretty much nailed it. (laughs) Oh, two is is a rodeo. There's not, there's not a lot of those. That's really tough to nail that person down because anybody that I, if I saw an Isuzu rodeo, I'd be like, Holy crap. That's a freaking rodeo. We have an application in the comments that is is very uh, near and dear to my heart. And I want you to name the first person that comes to mind when I say 95 Chrysler LeBaron. Tom Green. Yes. Yeah. I don't see two LeBarons, Freddie. <laughs> Says number, number one son. <laughs> I don't see two LeBarons, Freddie. 04 Audi A4. Uh, Tyler, I don't want to smack you around on this one because I know that you own that car. However, I will say... There are quite an assortment of Eastern European gentlemen that call me with uh, that area year Audi, and they all want to know why we can't tune it to make a thousand horsepower. I don't know what happened recently, but two liter turbo cars. Everybody, everybody's trying to make it. Oh, a ton of I was power. thinking Audi TT for a second. I had a whole thing like locked and ready to go. No, I'm going to give you one that's got a stereotype to it, and I want you to see what you can put together. Okay. okay. Yep. Eighty-nine Ford Bronco, white. I mean, the obvious answer is OJ. Whoa, whoa. But OJ's was a 91, I think. I don't know. I just said 89. But white Ford Bronco. The obvious answer is OJ. But I I feel like I'm being attacked because I had an 89 Ford Bronco there for a little bit. Oh, Joe. I don't know how to pronounce Joe Bucci. Is it Bucci? Joe, give me a thumbs down if your name's Bucci or Bussy. I'm going to call you Bussy. All right, Bussy. Describe the stereotypical DSM owner, Rye. Uh, okay um constant grease under their fingernails oh let's go back and forth you say one i'll say one okay hands perma dirt like fingerprints covered in like literally you can look at it and you can read their fingerprint with all the perma dirt black cuticles dirt under their nails all the time cargo shorts oh dirty (laughs) cargo shorts that are probably ripped dirty cargo shorts that are ripped 100 percent. okay Dirty cargo shorts that are ripped. That's my submission. Okay. What else? 
ties his shoelaces way too tight. White socks that are like bunched up around their ankles. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, always says things like, "Dude, ju- it just needs a tune. It's gonna be s- nothing's gonna be able to touch it on the street. It just needs a tune, though. It just needs a tune." But refuses to accept any sort of like still accepts piggybacks as the way like. Uh, de screens their mass airflow sensor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> crushes their blow off valve. Buys a VAFC thinking their car has VTEC and gets upset at a Pexi 12 years ago yeah. because don't, they don't still make the product. You don't need that AAM bullshit. That's all bullshit. That. That's, That's crap. You got an like. FMU? You got an FMU? You got an <laughs> FMU? 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 You got one? Vortec FMU. You got one? You don't? <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Oh, it was boost cut, bro. Yes, boost cut, boost cut, bro. (laughs) I totally would have had you if it wasn't for boost cut. I'm blowing the spark out, bro. (laughs) Oh, dude, wait till I get a math translator. That's in the comments. (laughs) Oh my god, I missed the hell. I okay, so I brought this up earlier, and Rye, maybe you'll remember this. I wanted to find and buy a near mint stock dsm and i wanted to do a whole build series with the worst advice i could find on the forums i told you it was a brilliant idea so if anyone knows of a stock dsm that's not a million dollars if you i won't get, be able to afford it though does front wheel drive or all wheel drive matter do it with a front wheel drive one because it probably be a little bit yeah, cheaper i don't care i would use aaron gregory's steve Sino honda prelude that's not fair steve because i'm just going to describe pat cox from high school which was a hippie super long hair um mm. I can, there's not a lot i can say about him on air that uh i think he would appreciate so i'll keep that to myself can i throw He's mine a, in there pat cox hold on real quick pat cox once told me it, we were mad at each other for some reason and he once told me he was gonna beat my ass and he was gonna give me three hits before he started <laughs> and i stole that line and i used it so many times and i got punched in the face so many times because of that line so thank you pat for that that was good thank you that's a good one uh, so uh, I'm going to go with first gen Honda Prelude. Okay. Ooh. The square boxy ones. Yep. 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 Uh, with the pop-up headlights. Yes. Uh, white sunglasses, lots of hair gel, still wishes Jenko's were a thing. What air freshener? Black, black, black ice. ice <laughs> of course. Every time. It's always black ice. Why is it always black ice? I don't know, dude. There's so um, many. And like really, really dirty nike airs air force ones and pack of newports cut coil springs yo where the car meet at and then brags about how it has four-wheel steering constantly even and it compares work. it to compares it to lamborghini that's fair yo lamborghini's have <laughs> four-wheel steering that's all fair points and the tint on the back window is purple blue no blue well yeah purple blue purple, purple. and bubbled yeah everywhere <laughs> all over and it, the sad thing is and there's like the, 10 years of dead bees in the back in the, the blurple what, what is it with blurple tint not ever wanting to come free from the glass because <sighs> it's just so old you know what it is that turns tint purple right no. If you use an ammonia-based, here's a tech tip for everybody. If you use a glass cleaner that is ammonia-based, if it says contains ammonia, like regular-ass Windex, that will turn your tint purple. But what is uh, what doesn't have ammonia? Um, automotive glass cleaner. Like read the can. Ammonia-free, usually, they'll say. It's kind of uh, judgmental. You know I can't read, so if you're just going to throw that out there. Remember that video where you did where you smashed the can of glass cleaner? That one was ammonia-free, but then you ruined it. I don't remember that video. What did I do? Oh, I remember that video. You poked a hole in it, tried to wrap an electrical tape, and then smash it with a hammer. Yeah. Uh, what else? Donnie Klein, 350Z, because I have one and know those people. Donnie, I am not at liberty to discuss 350Z owners on this podcast because they make up a large majority of my customers at Dynasty, and if they know how I felt about them, they probably stopped coming to Dynasty. It's kind I of shouldn't cute. have said that last part out loud, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, well. you give me one. Screw the comments. Give me one. Think of one. C4 Corvette. My dad. Describe Dylan. him in detail. <laughs> <laughs> Is he watching? What's his name? Rick? Yeah, he was. Rick. Rick Clamp. So my dad bought a C4 Corvette like <clears throat> weeks after I bought this car. 
uh, my dad is a, mm, how do I start? <laughs> hey, uh, who'd He's win lived. a fight? You or your dad? I, I want to get some family drama going right here. Right. I now. would, I could physically, I could definitely take him. I'd fight your dad. I don't know how long it'll take me to stop him. He's going to keep coming. Like yeah, he's, you, you tell Rick, Logan wants a piece of that ass. So this is no joke. Everybody is listening. My dad has fallen off a three-story building and lived. I don't want to fight him anymore. And hit by a train. I'm out. And lived. Uh, and he has crashed countless motorcycles catastrophically. And it's a bragging point for him, the amount of cars that he has wrecked. <laughs> and walked away from He tells me all the time... Until you tear up as much shit as I have, you ain't got a damn leg to stand on. So I'm telling you, it'd my be dad funnier would... if he was had no legs and said that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he has lived a damn life. He's broken every bone for me and my kids, and probably my grandkids. So um, that's good. I'm happy for you. So, yeah, that's my dad. Um, C4 Corvette. He thought that was the baddest handling machine on the planet. Um, wanted to go tour the Corvette factory in Bowling Green directly because he bought a C4 Corvette with the 4 plus 3 transmission. Bragged about how it has overdrive. Basically, it's a 7-speed. The digital dash is inspired by NASA. And uh, yeah, that's the typical C4 Corvette owner. I love it. I think, it's a, I think it was a very good explanation for your future self. Okay, my turn. Ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm geared up. BRZ owner. Again, we work on a lot of those. So uh, we do. We have one at the shop right now that is um, next. Just do another one. Just go ahead and give me another car. Shit. I was really planning on playing that one. I had a whole list. Oh, um, Nissan Juke. Oh my God, do they hate me? I can't. I'm sorry. I can't describe them, the owners, because they all, <laughs> I don't talk to them long enough for they. So they made, they, <laughs> they, the juke owners hate me because we've never really tuned them at the shop, but UpRev has a license so you can get in there and tune it. But it's, I've never taken the time to look into what the license costs or what the tune time would be because we don't do enough of it to really get a number together. Yeah. So every like three or four months, someone will call with a, with a Nissan juke and want a dyno tune. And I just kind of like tell them, nah, I don't know when, like, I just, don't have an answer for them and they get really frustrated with me because i want to say why do you want to tune your juke they're so i want to just shake them and be like it's a it's a commuter car commute in this car commute oh. your ass off i got one yeah you ready i'm ready dude i got the whole thing going 2000 mitsubishi eclipse v6 gt garrett wood from geneva high school I just relate these all the people I went to school with, man. You and gotta guess, describe these. Okay, I will, I will, I will, I will. I'll describe it. Five foot eight, bowl cut. Put a uh, worked at Best Buy in the mobile. Like God, dude, this is an Eclipse owner. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my God, dude, worked at Best the, Buy. It's got the Triptronic trans. The Triptronic no, no, shifter, a, like a had, Porsche. He had a stick shift one. Oh, and, I, and I'll tell you this much: not as slow as you'd think. I'm not messing dude. with you, dude. The, 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 that. The the V6 Mitsubishi Eclipse GT from 2000 was not as slow as I thought it would be. Anyway, works at Best Buy in the mobile electronics department. Every paycheck he gets, he spends on the sound system. He puts 47 subs, 4,000 tweeters, 787 door speakers in it, and then a cold air intake, a catback exhaust, and uh, ooh, what wheels? Motegi FF7 wheels. <laughs> so I went to high school with a kid, and his parents bought him one. But he got the automatic, and it had, and he was so excited. He was like, "It's got the Triptronic transmission." Just like, he kept calling it Triptronic, just like a Porsche, because you could like roll the shifter over to the side and rock it back and forth and bang yeah. gears. And dude, he thought he was the baddest man on the planet. I feel super nostalgic with Steve in the comments going, "That's giving him some height," because Garrett was not. I don't think he was five eight. I think he was five five or something. <laughs> Garrett was. He was a good dude. I say he was a good dude. He's still alive, so that means <laughs> like that. I haven't talked to him in a while. So he was I, a good dude. He's a total piece of shit. Yeah, now, he's but. terrible now. He's off. Yeah, no, fuck he's, that guy. There's a lot of people that uh, that, and that's a good point. There are a lot of people that got, I was into cars with, and we, you know, everybody was into them at some point. They were all smart enough to grow out of that habit and that yeah, hobby, dude. 
and I was not. So they're all successful. And like Steve Sino living in, in the scenic area he lives, and I blew all my money on bullshit. And he's got he's got uh, every picture he takes is in front of a lake. Which is how annoying. many of your friends? How many of your friends do you think from your early twenties? I mean, you're in your early thirties right now, and I'm in my. Uh, I'm Late 31, 30s. so I'm not that old. So mm, that's that's still early 30s. Uh, you're 40, so I'm not 40 yet. Okay. How many of your friends do you still have? Like, how many of your friends can you count on your hand are still with you, like ride or die from your early 20s? They were like, we're gonna do this forever. Like car stuff? Yes. Uh, a lot of them. Well, my early 20s, I was in college, so I didn't have. Um, I didn't do car stuff at all in my early twenties, but in like my late teens and like to the point where I was 20, a lot of those guys that were into cars and, and I wouldn't even call them. I don't have a lot of like what I would call close friends from that scene. Um, my OG friends, uh, my buddy, the kid that got me into cars, Nicolo, he, um, moved back to the Philippines and he is, um, uh, a, a minister, a preacher. I don't know, uh, pastor i don't know the proper nomenclature but he is um, man of the cloth man of god now which is awesome beautiful wife and, and child and he's doing wonderful um my buddy garrett who i just talked about garrett got out of cars almost immediately uh there was josh mendoza was was super into cars i'm not sure what he's into um pete boy uh there was uh, my buddy chris tremblay was my best friend of all time and he's still into cars but not the same like he had a b14 no b13 centra no b14 and b15 centra and then he got a gto and then he now he's into toyotas the trucks and his uh old roommate rick they're still into the toyota truck stuff which is super cool um but a lot of those guys like they didn't get they didn't take the dive like i did into into every dime they make spending it to go fast they they found you know and that's that's kind of my point like i've had tons of friends and i'm not faulting anybody for it but it's like Man, mate, they're way smarter than we are. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. They really 100%. are. Way more I remember, time. like my early early twenties, I was like, "Dude, we're gonna do this forever. We're gonna be the fastest, mm-hmm. baddest people." And then, uh, like as time goes on, you just kind of like look around, and and those friends <laughs> kind of come and go. But like, where did everybody go? Like, there's Dude, very few and far between left. I want to end on this story. I got one more car for you. If we can okay. do it before you do the story. Are you ready? Real quick, this is on the subject of friends, though, and we'll go to the car. We'll end All on right. the car. So when I realized that I made a terrible choice investing my life into cars, I was really overweight in my first two years of high school, freshman, sophomore year. And a gentleman by the name of Patrick Schiller, I'm calling you up by name, Pat. You can look him up. He played for the Falcons and the St. Louis Rams. Um, and that's part of the story. We were in the locker room and I had man boobs and he said in front of everybody that he wanted to titty F me in front of everyone. <laughs> really? And I, it, it, Fuck me up to this day. It gets under my skin. I wouldn't fight him though. Cause he was a professional football player. I'm, I'm sorry. He's got a bad knee though. I'll take him out of the knees anyway. Um, so Pat goes on to play in the NFL and um, I would see him at the gym, local gym and everything's copacetic. I, I was, I obviously didn't hold a grudge over that. It was just a kid being a kid. And so Pat, he goes to NIU Mac conference, gets all these awards for being good at sports ball. And then, graduates uh, undrafted free agent to the uh, Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons. And he is all over the place. He's everyone's stoked for him, including myself. It was awesome. And then flash forward, I'm back in Chicago and I am working at a shop and I get hit up by Pat and he's like, Hey man, I was wondering if you could make my brand new Cadillac Escalade nicer, faster, sound better, get better gas mileage. Yeah, get better gas mileage. You want us to tune it. And at that point, I realized, damn, we're the same age, and he's got this $75,000 truck. Yeah. I was so bummed. I'm like, that's all. I was stoked for him, though. It was just one of those things like, man, if I would have just tried sports ball ever, I probably wouldn't have been able to do any sports, of it. Sports ball. But you see like, you see a lot of people that like didn't care about cars uh, that much when they were young, and they get older, and they get great careers, and they're buying Lambos. And I'm hearing a mazda yeah but i i my pushback on that is that i think you and i are the same people whereas you've had more you are seven years younger than i am and you've had probably more than double the amount of cars that i've had and if if you're kind of like me at certain times you appreciate the build more than you do the actual final product like i don't give it yeah 
the final product is great and all, and you're like, all right, cool, this is fun. On to the next thing. It's like, it's like creating art. Yeah, you know, you can. No painter on the planet has ever painted one great painting and sat there and stared at it and go like, all right, I'm done, and just yeah. left it at that. That's how my dad is, man. My dad's a is a the one of the most talented artists I've ever known in my life. His career was art. And every time I sell a car, he literally alludes to, yeah, when I'm done, he'll spend, I mean, he would spend hundreds of hours on projects. And when he was done, he should get rid of it. I watched this man take brass sculptures he made in Hawaii and take them to um, a metal recycler and sell these insane sculptures for metal cost because he's like, yeah, I'm just done with them. Yeah. It's so. okay. You ready for your last one? Last car. Let's do it. Last car. Scion TC. Oh, done. Easy. Cool. Um, Okay. Not a specific person describe the No, no, I will. Don't worry. And just, I'm not throwing shade at anyone that doesn't listen to this channel. Um, <laughs> wait, hold on. Let me back it up. Is it in good? Is it a, is it a, it's tough. Present it day. Anyway. Like it's, 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 you saw one driving on the road yesterday. Graduates high school. Barely. The gift from their parents is a Scion TC. They take <laughs> the Scion TC to college with them and they let all, by the way, uh, 20 year old blonde girl. Cool. They take the car with them to college. They let every one of their dickhead boyfriends borrow it and run it into the ground. They never change the oil. They never rotate the tires. They never change the brakes. The passenger seat is constantly broken and folded down. It cannot fold back up the trunk. <laughs> the trunk, it has 47 different pairs of shoes and 76 different outfits, all of which are the wrong size and color to match anything together. There is a foul odor that is consistently covered up with the cheapest Victoria's Secret body spray you can purchase. And hanging from the mirror is a live, laugh, love air freshener. And she probably works at Claire's Boutique. Yes, that's fair. Head over to clappedout.com slash store. Everything on the website is on sale. Everything on the website is 112% off-ish. <laughs> We're trying to liquidate all of our assets because we are going to be taken to court probably in the very near future, giving the way these podcasts are going. And we're also yeah, we're trying to bring you guys some fresh merch in the very near future. So clappedout.com slash store. This is the clapped out podcast. Logan, any closing statements? No. <laughs> <laughs>